Welcome to the Magis Pod, brought to you by Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit Church, a diverse Catholic community located in the oldest church building in the heart of downtown Detroit. For the links to the readings, check the show notes. Enjoy Father Gary's latest homily. As I suggested at the beginning of the Mass, these readings invite us to consider how we see things, how we see people around us in our lives good signs or bad signs. So this poor fellow in the gospel today has something wrong with him that is on the surface. It shows very much. It's on the skin. It can't be hidden. And in his culture, he is regarded then as someone who is dangerous, who is contaminating, who must be kept at a distance live out on the fringes and the the margins of society, can't be part of the synagogue and the worship, can't go into the temple, can't associate with people. That's how he was seen by his contemporaries, by his culture. There's another character in this gospel story, and that's Jesus himself. How is he seen? Well, we're been reading for the last several weeks in the first chapter of Mark's gospel and throughout this chapter Jesus uh, is uh, heroic everything's coming up roses for him he's healing people right and left and the crowds are amazed and they're awestruck and they give praise to God for everything that Jesus is doing now both of these perceptions of the man with the disease and the perception of Jesus, they're not very accurate and they're gonna change on a dime. Once Jesus extends his hand and his voice and he heals the man, he's a different person. He's acceptable once again, he's part of the community. Now Jesus, his perception also will change. If we could go on to chapter two, we won't because Lent is coming. We're gonna have 15 weeks of readings that kind of go in their own direction for Lent and Easter. But if we could continue the next chapter two, we would see that people start to turn against Jesus. The scribes and the Pharisees don't like what he's doing. And he comes in for criticism and rejection, which will eventually end on the cross. how perceptions can shift and change, how different they are. So these questions pose to us, how do we see? How do we understand what's going on around us? And I think it's pretty obvious that as disciples of Jesus, as Christians, as people who take our faith seriously, in some way we pray that we can gradually learn to see as God sees. To see reality as it is. There are many ways to put it, to see from the heart, to see what's below the surface of things, to see the spiritual reality. And so when we look at this story, that's exactly what Jesus is able to do. 
When he looks at the leper, he sees something different. He sees below the surface, below what's wrong. He sees with God's eyes that this is a human being. This is a member of the community. He shouldn't be ostracized out at the edge of town. And we know that because he reaches out his hand to touch him. This was a tremendous taboo in the culture that Jesus was violating. You don't touch someone with this kind of disease, anyone that's unclean. But he reaches and touches him. He says, you belong. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not dreading who you are. And then he speaks those words. Of course I will it. Be made clean. And we see here that his perception of the person includes his heart's desire for the person, that he wills the person's good. He wills the person's flourishing. He wills the person to have the fullness of life and healing. So he's not moved by fear and repulsion, which was the cultural norm, but he's moved, as it says, by compassion. Oh, what an interesting word that one is in Greek. It says he's moved viscerally in the guts. You know, it's a bodily reaction where he's moved with compassion. He's not revulsed. Now let's think about the people and their perception. I think they represent something for us that is all too common. We're wowed by success, aren't we? We love it when somebody is all achievement and power and glory. And that's the way the people are reacting to Jesus. But they don't see who he really is. They don't understand that his power ultimately is compassion. His power is in his weakness, his vulnerability, his willingness to suffer and give his life for others. That's who he really is. But people don't see that. And in Mark's gospel, more than Matthew, Luke, and John, in Mark's gospel, the disciples are clueless. They never get it. They don't get who Jesus is. They don't understand him. They see the success. They see the miracles. But they have a hard time going beyond the surface. And of course, that's you and me. Now, all this has lessons for us, spiritual lessons for us in our lives. How do we see people that have leprosy, that have something on the surface that doesn't fit? Now, we can all list the lepers in our modern society, the equivalent. I remember reading a study, I think I mentioned this in a homily a couple years ago, of uh, some psychologists studied infants that were less than one year old and found out that already before they have learned anything, they respond favorably to people that look like themselves and respond with fear that people look, that look different from them. <laughs> Even before, we're kind of hardwired for safety to want to be with people that are like ourselves. So how do we see others if they have different skin color, if they wear clothes of a different religion, 
they have a different language, a different way of life, different sexual orientation, so forth. These are things that can be off-putting, that can scare us at a deep level. But we know we're called like Jesus to see differently, to see beyond those surface things. Jesus doesn't ignore the issues that the man has, but he sees beyond them. And so too we're called to see with the heart, to see that we are brothers and sisters of all people, that we can touch, that we can include people in the community of faith. To see that everyone is a full human being with dignity and worth and value. How about the perceptions of Jesus? I think that speaks to us also. There's a lesson there for us to learn. You know how easily we are captivated, as I mentioned, by success, by strength, by power. We love to have our celebrities. We're going to watch the Super Bowl tonight, right? And our sports heroes, our pop star heroes, Taylor Swift, whoever is going to be there. You know, politicians, business people who succeed, who are strong, who are powerful. We're attracted to them. We think they're great. And we can be seduced into forgetting that they're human beings also. And that everybody has their own version of leprosy. We're all human beings with faults and failings. Behind every Roman collar, there's a human being. Believe it or not, don't be fooled by all this stuff. I have faults and weaknesses just like you do. I have sexual thoughts and feelings just like you do. I have fears and anxieties and doubts at times just like you do. We're all human beings. And we need to have the perception never to forget that, never to get sucked in by the images of power and glory and strength. There's also a lesson here on how we see ourselves. And perhaps that's the most important one of all. It's the end of my homily, but it's the first lesson and most important. How do we see ourselves? And we need to be able to see ourselves both as the leper and as Jesus in this story. We need to know that it's okay to have defects and failings and weaknesses. I think it's very uh, almost amusing to me as a spiritual director, you know, I've worked with many young Jesuits over the years, that when people first get serious about a life of prayer, they first get serious about a relationship with God, they begin in their prayer thinking they have to bring themselves all polished and cleaned up to God, you know? It never works because the only person God will relate to is the person we really are (laughs) with all our weaknesses and defects and failings. And people have to learn if they're angry, if they're hurt, if they're doubtful, if they're lustful, whatever it is, that's the person they need to bring to prayer and to be honest before God, this is where I'm at. Then God can meet us with compassion, with love, with understanding. So, lesson number one, can we see ourselves like the leper? Now, that's so 
key to the beginning of the spiritual life to acknowledge our weakness, acknowledge those longings that we have that bring us to God, like they brought the leper to Jesus, that bring us to the Lord, seeking wholeness, seeking integrity. But we also need to see ourselves in Jesus. St. Paul does that in the second reading today. He says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. As followers of Jesus, we are also called to share in his mission, in his work, in his compassion, in his healing. Even though we have weaknesses and leprosy and things about ourselves that we don't like and we'd like to hide away, God loves us exactly as we are and not only loves us, but calls us, calls us into the mission of Jesus. Calls us to live toward the future wholeness that God has in store for us. Even as we walk the way of the cross in Lent, we share the call to the glory. We share the call and the power to bring healing and compassion to others, to reach out our hand and to touch. How do we see ourselves? How do we see others? The weakness and the defects, are they signs of something bad? Or can we look with different eyes, with the eyes of God, and see with compassion, with healing, with the touch that embraces and includes everyone's humanity in the glory of God? As always, thank you for listening. To learn more about the community at Saints Peter and Paul Jesuit, check out our website, sspjesuit.org, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for all three can be found in the show notes. Until next time, be well and God bless.